Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Drinks with Dan, brought to you by the Sideline Network. As always, I'm your host, Dan, and alongside me, I have a special guest, Christopher Lala Lavalley. How are you, Chris? I'm good, buddy. Thank you for having me on. Anytime, buddy. Thanks for being here. Uh, we are recording this on Friday morning. I feel like it should be like donuts with not drinks with Dan today. <laughs> um, but here, here we are nonetheless, and we are uh, going to talk about current events, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's a... Uh... It's getting it's getting a little spicy out there. It is getting a little a little testy out there with the, with the current political climate in the United States. Um, overall, how are you feeling about it? How am I feeling about like the the climate in general? I think it's extremely toxic, um, and I don't think it's going to get any better anytime soon. Unfortunately, I I would have to agree with you. Um, so no major news network has officially called this election however we'll be the first and then other networks will follow exactly i think we're ready to make our prediction on the sideline network that joe biden will be president um with kamala harris being his vp um so yeah um nobody has called it yet they're saying it's too close to call what are your thoughts on that it's over i mean yeah. I've, I've pretty much been under the impression that it was over once he lost once trump lost is it Michigan? I think was the second because he lost Wisconsin first, right? Correct. Yep. So once once he lost Michigan, I said it was done. Um, now that was prior to them saying that they could possibly get the the votes back in Arizona, but I I just kind of sat back and went the the pathway is just too it's too hard. He would have to you know have like an inside straight pretty much to hit everything. Yeah, uh, he literally for, to get the math done, he would have to win win out. Yeah, he would have had to flip Arizona plus get Nevada, I believe, right? Maybe not. Yeah, and then get Georgia and um, Pennsylvania to win. Right. So, yeah, it just for me at that point, once he lost Michigan, I was like, OK, this is this is all but over. Like he had like for me in my head, I was like five percent chance, but it's it's very likely over. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's you know, it it's so in my in my mind, I've had it being presumably over for like the last day and a half or so. Yeah. Um, how how do you feel about that like um i guess we'll talk about feelings are did you expect it to go this way um yes well i, I actually well i didn't really know who was going to win like and i went into it thinking honestly that this this was going to be a toss-up i was hoping that it was going to be a landslide in either direction Mm -hmm. only because I felt like that was going to it, look people who are on Trump's side were going to be happy if he won be upset if he lost either way same thing with Biden Biden people are going to be happy or lost but at least if it was a landslide we wouldn't be dealing with what we're going to be dealing with now my fear was that it was going to come down to Pennsylvania and then it was going to turn into a court battle and now it looks like it's going to be a court battle regardless in multiple states um, so yeah, going into going into Tuesday night, I kind of sat there and, and thought in my head and I was like, all right, here's the deal. If Trump gets Florida, Texas and North Carolina, I kind of felt like that's going to be the momentum. And then I think he's going to take it. And then he got Florida, Texas, but then he lost Arizona. And as soon as he lost or obviously they called it. Yeah, yeah. But Fox News was the only one to call it still yeah. up to this point. When Fox called Arizona, I kind of sat there and I went. Mm, I think that just changed things. Like I just, for me, it was kind of like that. All right. Trump's got the momentum. He's got the momentum. And at the time I know everyone was like, well, it's only Arizona. That was a toss up anyway. Like he could still get Michigan and Wisconsin and all those other States. And he was leading in those, but it just like, I don't know. I just had like this feeling. I was like something, something just does. I feel like the momentum just completely died at that moment for him. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I honestly went into it. I didn't, I, I truly didn't know. And I know that that's kind of like a, that's a BS answer. People want to know, Hey, who do you really think? But in my, I guess in my gut, I kind of felt like it was going to be Trump because I, f I felt like more people were going, I just felt like more people were going to go along with him because they believed in him with the economy and everything else. And that COVID was obviously is an issue and was going to be an issue, but I just felt like people were going to look at, the way that the 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 V-shaped recovery was kind of working out in Trump's favor, I figured it, at that point it was going to be close, but that Trump was going to eke it out. Obviously, I was wrong. So, yeah, I mean, so 
uh, I guess it was a year ago, I was on your podcast with Adams, and we were predicting this election a year ago. And at the time, we had uh, like 32 Democratic candidates. I was right about the candidate. I was wrong about the winner, because back then, I said that Trump was going to win. Granted, this is pre-COVID, um, but I was, I was, you know, we had, I guess it was, you know, Cory Booker and Kamala Harris and Bernie Sanders and Andrew Yang. We were all looking through it, trying to figure out who's going to win. And I said the safe bet was Biden. We got that right. But I, if the election was last year, I think he would have won uh, Trump. But uh, obviously things have changed. And I was I was with you. I thought it was going to be a landslide either way. I think it was going to be a lot of people are going to go vote for Trump and say, screw the Democrats, screw the the 47 years he had stuff to do and didn't do anything. Um, I did not think it was going to be down to the wire like this as well. Um, and it just shows you how... Um, polarized our democracy is like yeah. you are either with me or you are against me and and it just shows um uh just how polarizing it is and I, I don't know that i think this is going to be another issue in four years it's going to keep going like this where you know the presidential races are going to be down to a few counties in a few states now, I want to try and see if I can make it into a positive because we had talked about this a little bit earlier off pod. And I think if we can if you can take a positive out of this and maybe we're not as divided as we think, possibly, maybe at least when it comes to Trump, not necessarily when it comes to Republican and Democratic policies. But the fact that the House gained so many seats, the, the Republican House gained at, at least was it they I think it was 10. 10 seats, right? Okay. Yeah, because they're only there. There's the potential. It's like a 1% chance, but there's a there's a shot that they could actually overtake the house. It's not going to happen because they they'd have to win out in like California and Philly and somewhere else, too, which are all deep, deep, deep blue states or right. areas. So that's that's not going to happen. But anyway, that a lot of people, I think a lot of Republicans went in and they were like, you know what, I'm going to vote down ballot Republican, but I'm going to vote for Biden and Harris mainly because I'm just I'm I'm done with I'm done with the Trump stuff, mm-hmm. you know, whether they agreed with his policies and I'm I'm betting you a lot of people liked his policies. They didn't like him, the person. And sure. I think that that's something that maybe possibly we could look at as a country and say, OK, so a lot of people weren't a fan of him, clearly. Mm-hmm. But they they are still, you know, you know they, they still want Republicans in the Senate. They want. They're okay with Democrats in the House, obviously. And, you know, maybe we can find some sort of bridge. Don't know if it's going to happen. It could go exactly like you're saying, which in four years we're going to be at a civil war still, um, at least a cultural civil war. Yep. But I'm hoping that maybe possibly we can find, uh, you know, a few ways to to compromise and maybe come together. I, obviously, it, it's it's up to the politicians. It's not – and the media for that matter. It's not really up to us, unfortunately. So I guess one way to help depolarize this nation – um, and thinking outside the box, do you think that getting rid of the Electoral College would help change that and just go to straight popular vote? No, I, I because at that point, the problem with it, my my issue with just doing the popular vote is that it's always going to skew Democrat. It, I mean, it is that right. you've got There's just more Democrats yeah. are, are going to control everything. The East Coast and California will con- or California, Oregon, Washington. The coast will control everything. Um, so I, I think that if that's the case, then it, it's just you're never going to see an, a Republican ever in the White House again. Uh, right. My opinion. I, I just I don't see it. So I've always been OK with the Electoral College. Um, and I know that's a controversial topic, apparently. Uh, but I've always been OK with it just because I want there to be change. I want there to be fluctuation. I don't want to always have a Republican president. I don't always want there to be a Democrat president. I want. I want there to be change because honestly, if Trump won re-election, I know we're calling it early, but if you and I'm going to speak in past tense, if he won re-election, I 100% believe that whoever the Democrat was that won the primary in 2024 would end up being the president because we sure. always have a pendulum; it swings all the time. We had eight years of well, eight years of Clinton, eight years of Bush, eight years of Obama, only four years of Trump. Um, but I felt I, like I, eight years. <laughs> But I assumed that if he won, it was going to be eight years of Trump and then we'll have a new a new president for, you know, that would be a Democrat for the next four to eight years. Sure. 
Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's time to get rid of the Electoral College. I look at it from a sports angle, like the team with the best record doesn't go to the Super Bowl. You know, you have to work right. through the playoffs and the Electoral College is like the playoffs. You have to beat certain areas to get there. And, and I feel like this helps the the little man try to and like the little man being here, the the um, smaller counties throughout the country that don't have people there. Right. And it gives them a voice. So I'm, I I agree with you. I don't think it's time to get rid of the Electoral College. Um, so yeah, the pendulum, you're, you're talking about the pendulum swinging, and it, and it did, uh, obviously. And it has been for the last, I don't know, 30 years that I can think off the top of my head. Um, I guess since Vietnam, it's been swinging back and forth. Um, so the only thing that really hasn't swayed is the Senate. And it appears at this point in time that the Senate is going to remain Republican for the next at least two years. Do you think that this is going to make Joe Biden and the House a lame duck presidency? Um, or do you think that Mitch McConnell is going to actually work with them in a past, you know, budgets and, you know, things like that? I think Biden, if Biden is truly the moderate that he has been advertised to be. I think that Biden has the opportunity to be kind of like a Bill Clinton type of president. And we know it's only going to be short term because he had said, I'm only going to do, I'm only, presumably, I'm only going to run one term. I think he has the, op- if he's really a moderate, I think he has the opportunity. Now, McConnell has already said, look, I'm not dealing with any radical BS. So, like, if, if you're going to start throwing me Bernie Sanders, AOC type of stuff, it's just going to sit on my desk. I'm not even going to look at it. So I think if Biden can kind of work with the more moderate wing of his party, I, th- I think things could possibly get done. But again, it, it depends on what on really on what Nancy Pelosi chooses to do. Now, they said that she's just I just read a report that said that she um, whatever it was, she volunteer put her name in the hat to be the speaker again. I think if the Republic, excuse me, if the Democrats are smart, they don't go with Nancy Pelosi. They find somebody else. Now, I don't know who that is. Um, I, I don't know enough about the Democratic House to really tell you who they should go with. But I, I don't think it's Pelosi. I think they need to find a more moderate voice because then I do think we could actually see some stuff get done. Um, but again, I don't know. I don't, I, I, if, if anything, I think that Nancy Pelosi cost a lot of those house seats to flip. Sure, sure. I, I 100% believe that. The fact that she kept, I mean, I know it's, it was a double-edged sword here between McConnell and Pelosi, but it really did seem like Pelosi was holding up that stimulus package over the last month or two, um, mainly to try and use it as a way to to influence the election. Or she thought it was going to influence it on her side. And I think a lot of a lot of people saw that and was like, no, screw you. Like you're you're just doing this for political gain. You're not doing it. You're not helping us. You're supposed to be representing us. You're not helping us. Um, So Georgia going to recount. All right. Yeah, I just got that breaking news alert from Fox News saying that Georgia is going to go to a recount due to the razor-thin margin. So that is breaking news at this point. Um, That is to be expected. Um, So, yeah, I mean, Nancy Pelosi probably did cost things. However, let's talk about what else is going to cost things, if you don't mind. Um, Let's do it. So Trump has already said we're going to court. And, you know, this Georgia recount, I'm sure, was going to be part of it no matter what. What... Do you think, if anything, that going to court over any of these elections um, is going to help or hinder Trump or the Republicans in any way? I think the only I mean, if we're just talking about Trump in general, I think it depends on what the final vote is for for Georgia. Like if Georgia's within like a thousand votes or a couple hundred votes, you know, sure, maybe he'll flip Georgia back. But that doesn't do him any good. Like, uh, I mean, if he's up by th- Pennsylvania, it's it's all for moot. I mean, at this point, he's he's lost Pennsylvania. He's he still hasn't won Arizona. Like he needs to he, at this point, he needs to win Arizona. He needs to win Nevada, and he needs to have a recount in Pennsylvania and hope that that goes his way. And then we would actually have a two sixty nine tie, which is kind of what I said earlier, which is what we deserve in twenty twenty. But uh, <laughs> it's not, it's not going to happen. So. I, it, do I think it's going to hurt Trump? I, I mean, the Republicans, I actually don't think so, only because if you've noticed, there haven't really been any Republicans that have been speaking up for Trump. I think a lot of his party now, a lot of his party benefited from him um, in the sense that Lindsey Graham won in a blowout. Mitch McConnell won in a blowout. A lot of these 
the seats that were supposedly going to be flipping blue, not only did they win, they eviscerated their competition. So they kind of owe Trump for that. And again, I'm not saying that Trump is is the Republican Party, but I do think that some of his policies did speak to those particular voters. Um, It's just very interesting now, though, that now that they've won, they're all kind of holding back. And I think they're trying to hold back because they don't want any part of him anymore. I, I believe that if the GOP had it their way, they're probably secretly. I think they're pumped that he lost. Truly, I do. Um, yeah. especially, especially if they keep the Senate, it's fine for them because, you know, they're, they're safe and they know that Biden isn't going to do much of anything anyway. So it's kind of going to be four years of nothing. Yeah. Um, I looking at it, I'm like, if Mitch McConnell really wants to do this, they could make it so we don't pass a budget again and we go into a government shutdown and we can blame it on Joe Biden because he's president. I mean, I could see that happening in the future. Um, at least maybe not next year, but the year after, because then it'll be a, a midterm election year and then it'll go, they'll try to help them politicize that. And we'll go without a budget for, I don't know, two months. I could see that happening. Um, you made a good point of Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham blowing out the competition. Not only did they blow out the competition, but they blew out, hundreds of millions of dollars that Democrats pumped into these cities to try to take them down. Um, I, I think Jamie Harris got like, I don't know, 10 or 20% of the votes, 30% if that, like that is an insanely small number for how much money that the Democrats and the DNC pumped into these elections to try to boot Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell. Yeah. I mean, Lindsey Graham won, I think it was like 16 points or something like that, which is insane. And everyone was talking about more Lindsey Graham really than Mitch McConnell, because I think as it got closer and closer, I think people were like, there's no way McGrath is going to beat McConnell. Like McConnell's just, he's too strong. But like Lindsey Graham's seat, even up to election day, they were like, this seat's going to flip. And it wasn't even close. Like Graham just ran away with it. Um, So look, I mean, I don't... To get back to your initial question, I don't know what the recount's going to do. I, I don't, I, or if it goes to court or whatever, if it ends up at, if, my fear is that if this goes to the Supreme Court and Trump wins, that ripple that it's going to, the country's never going to recover. So I almost feel like we're getting to a point now where if there is election fraud, if there is voter fraud, if there's whatever it may be, if that's the case over the course of the next two to four years, fix it, do what needs to be done to fix it. But if Trump really does care about the country, like he says he does, if, if the Republicans and the Democrats both really care about the country, they need to unite on this issue. They also need to kind of look at Trump and be like, dude, get the fuck out. Like, just go. Because if you overturn this, especially with the fact that Amy Coney Barrett just got in and she will be the deciding vote and she will obviously swing to make sure that Trump wins the the decision. I don't know if we will ever, I truly don't think we would ever recover. I don't even know if we're going to recover now in, in the social sphere, but we have a hell of a lot better shot than if this goes to the, to the Supreme court and, you know, Trump ends up victorious because People are going to lose their freaking minds. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to see more. I'm not not saying we're in a civil war, but we have civil hostility throughout the country. You know, you look at Detroit and you look at what's happening in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, there's been civil unrest for months now, and I, I don't think that this would help in any way if this went to the Supreme Court. I mean, we were talking off pot about this. I, I, I could be wrong. I'm not a lawyer. It, I don't think it can just go to the Supreme Court. I think it has to work its way up through the states, and they have to right. defer it, and it has to go up. So this is going to be a long process. Um, I think in 2000, when it went to the Supreme Court, it took almost it took over a month before it got there, and a deciding factor was there for Bush to end up winning. Um, so I don't know. Like this is going to be a long process, and I feel that. Um, it's just going to get ugly on between cable news, the internet, and um, Donald Trump's Twitter. It, it, the world is going to just laughing for the next month if that's the case. You know? Yeah, I mean, 
the the ineptitudes that we seem to have though in our voting process that is something though that does need to get looked at i don't care who wins the election it, this election has shown that there is so much incompetencies in our in, in the states um and i don't know what to do i don't know i don't know how it should be fixed i mean we've talked about how um i think somebody had the tweet that i read that pretty much said look like mail in ballots from here on out need to be counted as they come in none of this whole we're going to hold it and count the in-person voting first and then no 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 they should be counted as they come in it should be a nationwide mandate as mail-in ballots come in you count them and then we don't have to worry about anybody thinking or trying to use election fraud as a reasoning for why they lose because it doesn't do us any good to have everyone or half the country think that an election was stolen from them like that doesn't do anybody any good right um do I think there was election fraud? Yeah, I guarantee somebody took their dead grandmother's ballot if it was mailed to them and and signed it and put it in. I 100% think more than one person did that. Now, do I think it was widespread and you know tens of thousands of people did this? Probably not. But it, if the Republicans are looking to help sway them, they will find some. But I just don't know if it's going to be enough to sway this election. Um, and to your point, I think that there there does need to be some kind of election reform where there. Maybe it shouldn't be up to the states. Maybe it should be a federal thing. Like for presidential elections, we're going to follow X, Y, and Z rules. Like you have to have it postmarked by this day, received by this day. If not, it doesn't count. Well, well yeah, you know? I mean, that's the thing too, is that it's 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 kind of transition, especially in like Philly and I think North Carolina as well. Like it's it transitioned from election day to election week. Like, you, yeah, you should not be accepting. I'm sorry. You should not be accepting Friday. The election was Tuesday. I don't care when it was postmarked. It the ballot should be in the day of the election. If you're doing a mail-in ballot, mail it two days before, three days, four days, five. Like you have it sitting in your on your counter at home. It's not anybody else's fault that you decide to wait to the last minute to actually put it in the mail. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I, I honestly have only ever voted by mail-in ballot um, ever since 2008. Yeah, 2008 was the first year I could vote. And I was in the military then. So I literally had mail-in ballots ever since then. I would have done it in person this year, except um, I was working, and I literally could not go there during open hours. I work 12-hour shifts. That's an hour away. I have a 14-hour day. Polls are closed. By the time I leave and the time I get home, I can't go. So I think that we need to also do election day reform as well, where we need to have a holiday that day where you are great guaranteed time to go and do that. And, 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 you know, I don't know, have a cookout or something. I don't know. But do something American. Make a make it like Fourth of July, but for Election Day holiday. It should be. It should be a national holiday. And you, there's plenty of there's plenty of other holidays that we don't necessarily need to celebrate, like Washington's birthday or Lincoln's birthday or whatever, like stuff like that. You know, I, I know one of them is President's Day, but the other one isn't. And I don't remember which one it is. I think Washington's birthday is President's Day. I don't remember. But I think one you're of right. those, and I think Lincoln is like the week after or something. Yeah. So get rid of one of those, and make if, if that's the, if that's what the cause is. Because I remember some like they were trying to get rid of a holiday and make a new holiday, but they said that in order to make a new holiday, you they have to get rid of one. Which I was like, that's really stupid. Why don't you just add one? What the hell does it matter at this point? But if that's the case, get rid of one of the stupid holidays that we have, and and. This would also take care of the voter suppression issue. Like people always talks about voter suppression and you have one side that says there is no voter suppression. You have the other side that says there's rampant voter suppression. Well, now there won't be because now yeah, there's no excuse. Level the playing field. Yep, exactly. Um, so going to that, if we cannot get an election holiday, do you think that we should just go to mail in ba- ballots for everybody? And that way it's all in the same playing field and you don't actually go in person. Is that the new normal? Um. I don't know. The, again, because then if you live with your dad, your dad dies and you get his ballot, you're now casting a ballot. You know what I mean? Like the, uh, I'm Granted, okay that is it. a felony, I believe. However, it will and does happen. I'm okay with it if they figure out a way to really seek out fraud. Like I th- I'm, I'm totally okay with it. If, if they wanted to do like a national mandate of everyone does a mail-in ballot, that's fine with me. But then you better create an agency every single state resources put together a team in every single state that looks for fraud on both like it should be you get i don't know 10 republicans 10 registered democrats put them in in each state or each polling place that does the counting and the sorting and all that crap 
and look for irregularities. And if you find an irregularity, you need to you need to like explain why it's irregular. You can't just throw out a vote because you don't like it. You have to actually explain. Right. Again, I don't know if that's ever going to happen because it makes sense. And usually if it makes sense for the government, it's never <laughs> going to actually take place. But something to that effect, I think, would, would work. All right. So we talked a lot about the election. Let's talk about the future. What does a Joe Biden and Kamala Harris presidency look like for the next four years? What do you expect to happen? What are you um, what do you what laws or things do you think are going to change? So we, we're going with the assumption Republicans are still in the Senate. Yeah, we'll keep it Democrats as is right now. Okay. That it, or we'll, we'll say Democrats have the House, re, the Senate. Yeah, we'll say that the Republicans have one one more seat than the Democrats, because I think that's what it is now, 5149. That's what they're projecting it to be. Yeah, yeah we'll keep right it at that, 5149. Okay. 51-49. Um, honestly, I don't know, because Joe Biden didn't really run on anything. And I'm not even trying to be a dick about it. He ran on... Uh, Trump sucks with Corona. I like to wear a mask. Come on, man. That's pretty much <laughs> what I took from, from Joe Biden's, uh, president's speeches, uh, his speech. I mean, it, I, I honestly, I'm trying to think when was like, I'm trying to think of like a time in history when it was like, we, there was a president, you know, he's going to be, he'll be like Jimmy Carter. Nothing's going to happen. That's what I see. I see him very similar to a Jimmy Carter. Joe Biden's a nice guy. A lot of people like Jimmy Carter. They think Jimmy Carter's a really nice guy. Jimmy Carter didn't really do a whole hell of a lot during his four years in office. It's true. I think Joe Biden's going to do the exact same thing, where it's, there's not going to be a whole hell of a lot that is that is done. Um, I'm sure he'll try and do. He had. I remember when he did run in the primary, he was talking about gun reform or gun rights and all that crap. Um, do I think anything is going to pass? No, I don't, because I don't think the Republicans will allow it to. But I'm sure he will try and do. I'm sure that'll be on the table. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Like, what I else think that the ending? first thing that he's going to do, and the easiest thing for him to do, is rejoin the Paris um, Treaty. The um, oh, the climate accords, climate change. Yeah, I think that that'll be one of the first things he does, just because he can do it on his own. He doesn't need Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I see taxes going up for some individuals. Um, I, I think that tax reform is probably going to. Well, I think I think taxes are going to go up for everybody, to be completely honest. But yes, that is true. He did say taxes would be raised on like the four hundred thousand dollar income yeah. and higher. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I, I could see that happening. Uh, do I see what do you see Biden care or whatever? I I don't know that he's going to do it. I mean, Trump has sat on it for four years, and we haven't even appealed, uh, repealed Obamacare or enacted Trump care. So if Trump could have get it done with him and the Republicans in the Senate, I just don't see that getting done. Um, I think Biden care, or I think Obamacare will be around until the Supreme Court does something with it. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember what Biden care, like what the difference was between that and Obamacare. I, I truly. Don't remember what his, um, like how he said that he was going to fix it. Um, it wasn't a mandate, and I should know this being a nurse, but I don't. Um, I, I honestly don't remember off the top of my head what the difference was going to be for Biden care. Uh, maybe it was a public option. I think that's what it was that he was going to allow a public option. Okay. Um, but I could be more. I could be wrong. Could be something more than that. Yeah. So honestly, I mean, really, I think the only big thing that may happen with a Biden presidency, like the big headline that will is that he either dies in office. I'm not trying to be mean, but he clearly there are some mental cognitive issues with that man. Um, He's an old dude. Was he 78? I think it'd be 79 next uh, this month. I think I think he said November birthday. Somebody said, Okay, so the dude's going to be 79. So, yeah, yeah. He could possibly die in office or they could invoke the 25th Amendment and you're going to have President Kamala Harris uh, within like my money is within the next year, year to a year and a half. They may wait a year so nobody freaks out. But that's been my that's been my my belief from the get go was the DNC wanted Kamala Harris. They clearly wanted her. Um, They talked her up and then she was horrendous in the primaries. Um, I mean, the fact when you bow out before your state votes on you, it's a pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. You shouldn't be doing this. Exactly. 
Uh, but anyway, so she's the VP, but I think that she was what the DNC wanted. Um, and yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Biden doesn't make it through his presidency, not because he passes away, but because, you know, they decide to uh, invoke the 25th Amendment and make Kamala Harris the, the new president. So I I agree that I think that Kamala will be president, but I think that if, if they didn't invoke the 25th on Trump, they're not going to invoke it on Biden because you have to basically slap him in the face and say, hey, you're not fit. And the whole cabinet has to agree on it. And I just I don't know if they'll have the votes for that. So I, I don't know. Um I do think that he'll do his four years, and if he's true to his word and he makes it four years, that he will bow down and he'll endorse Kamala to run for president. And then you'll have this whole thing with Kamala running as VP, and she can talk about how they ended coronavirus and all that because the vaccine will be done by then. And If he bows out, like so, if he says, "Look, I'm going to bow out. I'm going to endorse Kamala." They do a regular primary again, right? That's how yeah. That it works. starts. It basically starts over. Okay, it's cool. It's like this year; it's fresh. Or so that- realistically speaking, we're talking about maybe two years of even like a real presidency or a vice presidency, because once, once yeah, once he once, says, "I'm not running anymore," it's all on her. She's going to be on campaign mode anyway. So. Mm-hmm. um Yes, really, there may not be anything that really gets done then if we're if, the, if we're looking at this strategically speaking. Um, who do you think is going to be in his cabinet? So we were talking off pod. I think that Andrew Yang would make a really great education secretary. Um, I think that would be a really smart move. Um, I feel like the Democrats, I feel like when Bernie backed out, he made a deal with Biden and there's going to be some place for him on his cabinet. I don't agree with it, but I think we will see Barney on there somewhere because I'm sure he made a deal with the devil to get in there. I also think they're going to do it to Pete because I think they want Pete to run for president again. And aside from being the mayor of, of what, whatever it was, what that was in the mayor of? It was in Indiana. Indiana um, somewhere, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I can't remember the city he, it was. Um, but aside from being a mayor of a small town, he's got nothing to his name. So... I'm thinking they're going to put him in the cabinet, so then he actually has something else he can run on. Um, and then Do you I think, think where would, what position would you give him? Because I could think of one. I just want to see if you had the same. I'm not too sure, man. Uh, maybe defense secretary. I don't know. I think I yes, he was in the military, but I was thinking more secretary of state. Really? He, yeah, I think if you want him to go on the national stage and run for president. Secretary of State is a decent where, where place to put him. He could be. He I don't know be. if he'll make a good one because he only has a mayor. But if you want to boost him up to the national stage and make deals with other countries and act presidential, I think Secretary of State is a good place for him. That's I would good. rather have him there than Bernie. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, no. I I also think Elizabeth Warren is going to be like Treasury Secretary or yep. something to that effect. Yep. I, I, I could see her as Treasury for sure, for sure. Um, and don't be shocked if you see somebody like Klobuchar or um, what's his face in there. You want to know who's going to be knocking on his door hoping that he brings him in is John Kasich. John Kasich is going to be sitting there like, hey, remember when I endorsed you? Yeah, right. Want to help me out? Uh, see, I was thinking Bloomberg was going to be like, hey, remember the billion dollars I gave you, bro? <laughs> yeah, Bloomberg. What a dick. Um, don't be surprised either when he makes Andrew Cuomo the AG. Oh, God. Because I read Cuomo even a, a um, lawyer? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. I knew he was governor. I didn't know he was a lawyer. He was an attorney at some point. From Politico. That's Cuomo. fucking country <laughs> um so malloy you think he's gonna have a spot on joe biden's cabinet because i think there are rumors about him moving up in the world for a hillary um yeah hillary, I, don't, I don't i don't think it matters for joe i don't think it's the same thing Thank i don't God. even know what malloy's doing um oh isn't he at a college didn't he get like a dui or no you got right. speeding ticket he's like a dean is in college now that's right yeah and he yeah. got a speeding ticket here in plainfield like a month ago yeah, I'm trying um, to think of anybody else who like who's a high-profile Democrat that they would want to throw in there. Um, 
I'm just I'm thinking of like his running uh, the potential running mates. I mean maybe maybe Booker. like oh Booker, Mr. Potato Head. I love Booker. Yeah. <laughs> he is a Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> Isn't he dating what's her face too? Like, um, and, right. Uh, um, yeah, no, I'm I'm trying to think like maybe I don't know maybe he'll do something with Susan Rice or um, Demings from Florida. Like maybe they'll he'll bring her in to do something. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's it's you know it's going to be your usual suspects, yeah, you know, the popular people, you know, the mean girls table. He's just right. Yeah. You're not invited. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I I don't know what to expect. I um in the next you know four years, obviously a lot of things can change. You know, like say like so let's 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 go down the conspiracy theory route here. Okay, I like. Some this. people are saying that let's put our tinfoil hat. Some people are saying that Mitch McConnell looks like he's about to die. His hands are black and purple and all that. Let's say he dies in office. Okay. And now we have a dead even Senate. What happens? You think what? Biden care. Biden fact. And now we have all sorts of craziness go on. Yeah, I mean if if. A Republican was to die or, or retire or whatever in office, um, we would it would turn very quickly into AOC's and Biden, uh, excuse me, and Bernie Sanders' America. Because you Kamala think that Harris we would actually court. pack the court then? Yeah. Yep. I think that's the only way that they would actually pack the court is to have to the Senate. Because if they don't have the Senate, they're never going to do it. No, and, and Kamala Harris is is more radical than Bernie Sanders. I mean, she's more on her she voting. I want 80 people in the Senate and Supreme she's, court. <laughs> she's further left than, than Bernie was. Yeah. So on, on, on voting record alone. So I think, yeah, I think a lot of stuff would happen. I think this country would be radically changed. Um, and from, I mean, my opinion, not for the better. If, if they're going to start core pack, if you core pack, you've completely just illegitimized the Supreme court at that point. Like it's no longer going to be taken seriously because then once the Republicans have, there, guess what? Get too into a freaking kangaroo court. Like pretty soon we're gonna have like fifty justices, which is just absurdity. Sure. Uh, now going off of the court and not really putting on our tinfoil hats anymore. But do you think that those should be lifetime appointees? No, I think they're. Well, I mean, I've I've been on term limits for everybody. Everybody in in when you hold higher office, as far as I'm concerned, you should have a term limit. I don't know what it should be. I mean, you if you, I mean, most of these people don't get it till what they're like in like their mid forties at at, at the earliest. earliest. Yeah, yeah. So, right, you, you can't run for. I, I think it's Senate. You can't run for Senate and presidency until you're thirty five. Okay, so let's let's say forty five. Right, you get somebody there for forty five. I think twenty years is fair. Sure, you get twenty years. It puts you at sixty five. You can retire, live your life. I don't think I think there should also be an age gap, too, though. I think like once you turn 70, you're done. You're off the bench. You're too old. I mean, you know, look, RBG is wonderful. She did a lot of things. But there were moments where she literally looked like she was I don't want to be mean because she has passed away, but she looked dead like she's sure. sitting there. And it's kind of like, what are you doing? Like it just it wasn't she wasn't. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, she just. I just don't see how her judgment couldn't be questioned at a certain point. Like you, it, it, it's just life. Like when somebody hits a certain age, you do kind of start questioning their judgment. Um, and again, I'm not trying to speak ill of the dead, but I think there should be a cutoff. I think there should be a cutoff for president too. Like I think both Biden and Trump are too old to run for president. Yeah. I understand you got to wait till you're 35, but I also think that once you hit the same thing with, like I just said with the Supreme court, once you hit 70, sorry, you're done now. If you if you're running at sixty eight or sixty nine, and you won't be seventy until you're already sworn in, that's a different story. Yeah, you might be grandfathered in at that point. Right. Know, where the oldest I, you could possibly be is seventy four. You know. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, I, my opinion. Um, yeah. No, I, I do agree. I I think that I don't think it should be like term limits across the board that are the same. Like I think maybe you have thirty years in the Supreme Court, twenty years in the Senate, and fifteen in the House, and it's yeah. either move up or move out. You know, you, you can go from the House to the Senate or, or I guess you can go from the Senate to the House. But, you know, once your 35 years combined is up, you're out. I 100 percent agree. I mean, because we have we have too many people like Pelosi, Schumer, McConnell and others that have been there their entire or Biden even 
dude's been there for 45 years. Like, no offense, man, but you didn't do a whole hell. Well, you did do some stuff, and then you regretted doing it. But, I mean, in the big scheme of things, what have you really accomplished in the course of, of your time? Not a whole hell of a lot. So right. get the hell out, and let's get some. And that's the thing, too, is we don't see fresh fresh faces. Just it's true. Even looking here at our local stuff, we, we've had how many years all on our fucking ballot? I can remember this guy there in the 90s. Like, and what has he done besides put, put up a fist and said, I went to Vietnam? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. I mean, Blumenthal to me is a joke. The same thing. I mean, no offense. And, and I like Joe Courtney. He's a really good guy, but he's been running since I can remember. Yeah. He's another guy. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's, and, and unfortunately, people get in the habit of continuously. And so I don't like blaming the voters because I think that that's, that's a really poor way of, of handling situations because I, I hate it when politicians go, oh, well, if the voters had voted for the right person, we'd be all set. I'm not trying to do that, but I think people get complacent and they just keep voting for the same person over and over and over again and don't actually sit down, take a look at what they stand for anymore. It's just like, oh, well, I like that guy or I like her. She's really nice. I'm going to keep voting for her because they make me feel good. Well, yeah, that's great that they make you feel good, but are they doing anything or are they just a placeholder? I think that's what it comes down to is that they're a placeholder. So my wife just did her first Connecticut voting here this year. Mm -hmm. um, and I asked her, I said, because I was testing this, I said, did you, did you end up voting for the doctor? And she's like, well, which one was the doctor? And I'm like, hmm. So you didn't do the research to figure out who you're voting for. So I think that people just see D or an R or an I or whatever, and that's how they vote. And they don't actually look to see how people stand on issues. And I think that's why you have people that have been in the Senate for 35 years, because they say, oh, I'm a Democrat. I'm going to vote Democrat. Here it is. And until this year, I think that was the case um, for majority until this year, because now I think people are like, I am sick of Trump. I'm a Republican. I'm sick of Trump. I'm voting for Democrat here for presidency and then everybody or else I'm voting Republican because that's how we still have the Senate sitting where it is. If the, if the Senate went with the same way that Trump did, then we would have a flip Senate too. And because that didn't happen, I have a feeling that people are just sick of Trump shit and I have moved on. And we wouldn't have gained anything in the house. Right. So, um, I think that this year is a fluke in regards to that because it just didn't go the same way. There was no blue or red wave. You know, no. it was a person. It was almost like a personal wave, like a personal slap in the face to to the presidency. And then it went the same way it went four years ago or two years ago, basically. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, it's going to make 2022 very interesting, though, because I'd be interesting to see if if the Republicans continue to to gain seats in the House or, you know, maybe they I mean, because the Rep the Republicans, I think if they gain the Senate. This time around, I think they're secure, presumably secure for like Biden's entire presidency. I don't I don't think that there's too much concern um, given the amount of seats that will be that will be up for them. Yeah, uh, I think the only chance that the um, the Democrats had to flip it was to get rid of um, Susan Collins in Maine um, and to get the seat that I think it's going to go to Mark Kelly. But it, would, it was the um, John McCain's old seat originally. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Those were the two seats that they needed to flip this year to flip it, and they didn't. So I think that I don't see it happening in two years either. I think it stays the same. I agree. Are you surprised that um, uh, that what's her face won up in Maine, Susan Collins? Oh my God, yeah. I thought she was going to get destroyed. She the way she won was the way that I thought she was going to lose. Like I, and again, by I was landslide. Off, yeah, I was also going off the pollsters too. Which, by the way, pollsters like they're done. They, they, no one's ever going to believe them ever again. They can. Pollsters and weathermen are the two most useless jobs in America. Hundred percent. You can be a thousand percent wrong and make good money doing what they do. And honestly, pollsters, though, at this point, I, I don't think people are really going to take take them into account next time around. I, I truly don't. Um, and it's the same thing with the media. The media was. I understand that they go off the pollsters, but. They're also they were also pushing this whole thing where, oh my God, it's going to be a giant blue wave. Everyone's getting out. Democrats are going to control everything. It wasn't even close. It wasn't even a whimper of that. Uh, but yeah, Susan Collins was said to she was down like seventeen points according to 
whatever it was, 538 or Real Clear Politics or whomever it was that that had her down like 17 points. And she ended up winning by like 18 or 19 points. So it was just a complete and utter blowout. But no, I I thought she was the most vulnerable, uh, truly. I Because I, I figured Mick Sally was vulnerable, but I still was like, eh, well, you know, I think that one's kind of a toss-up. But Susan Collins, I was like, she a I I don't like her personally. I just don't like that. She to me she stands for whatever fits her needs. She doesn't actually stand for something. Um, to me, she is the exact opposite, but the same person as Nancy Pelosi. Like they are they are like sisters. Yes, to me. Oh, you know, like you are you are you're here for you. You're a piece of shit. Um, you yep. have no spine, and. You know, you look the same, <laughs> you know, like they could be sisters. No, hundred percent. I mean, it's the same thing with like, I feel like you have Collins, you have Nancy Pelosi and you have Mitt Romney and they're like the, the little triangle of, I do whatever's best for me at the time. Um, they're and, the, they're the old crew as opposed to are the, um, what is it that they, what they call, um, AOC and stuff. Um, oh, the squad, the old squad. The, they're the old squad. So, yeah. I was really surprised. Um, I didn't know if the if the Republicans were going to keep the keep the Senate. Um, I, you know, I was kind of like ambivalent about it, to be honest with you. I, I wasn't really thinking about the Senate. I knew they weren't going to flip the House. Like I was like, there's too many. Way seats. too much. Yeah. You know, plus 16 was what they had to do. Um, again, plus 10 is still really, really impressive. But plus 16 to me was I was like, OK, that's insane. well, that just sets them up for two years from now. You know? Right. Exactly. You know, that's uh, less that they have to get two years from now. But yeah, no, Collins was a shock absolute shock to me yeah um i you know i was with you i was looking at the the polls from her and for lindsey graham and i said there's no way these two are making it like they're so far down in the polls and then you look at it out and they both blew their competition out of the water and it's like you can trust nobody nope. when it comes to this stuff um and and i'm impartial i don't watch just cnn or just msnbc or just fox like i'm looking around the internet trying to find you know actual Quinnipiac or, or other polls and it just everybody was wrong and yeah. I guess this happened in 2016 with the presidential election everybody was wrong then too so I don't know if there's an issue with polling I don't know if the people are just they didn't decide at the last second like I, I don't know what's happening here but polling is definitely off in this country 100 percent yeah um so I guess that's it for uh, election stuff that I want to talk about. I, we talked earlier about predictions. We talked about how we both predicted, you know, that Biden was going to make it. We both predicted that Trump was not going to make it. Um, we made predictions for the Super Bowl too, not too long ago. And I know you talked about it last week on um, was it your podcast or the Richo and Lala show? Richo but you guys, Lala. yeah, you guys are talking about the um, the um, predictions you guys made. How are you feeling about yours, buddy? Uh, not well. I mean, <laughs> I picked the Cowboys to, uh, I, to not dude. just get not just get there, but to win the whole damn thing. So right now it's not looking so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, right I also picked you. I picked the Chiefs, which I thinking back have. on it, I was kind of mad at myself that I wasn't I didn't think outside the box a little bit with that one, uh, just because of how good the AFC is and how many teams are, you know, are, are looking pretty pro- uh, promising in that league, uh, specifically you know Pittsburgh, um, but. I mean, look, if Kansas City gets there, that, you know, great, whatever. I don't really care. Um, I'm just, I'm more pissed off that I didn't go with my gut. My gut was Brady in the Bucks because I had them, I had them reaching the NFC championship game, but I was just like, you know what? The Cowboys are so loaded. They've got everything. I'm going to go on a limb, mainly because I also knew it was going to piss Rich off. So that also helps. Um, and I'm going to go with the Cowboys and I pick Prescott to win Super Bowl MVP. And yeah, so not so good. Not feeling so good. Um, I have a feeling that Dak will still beat some quarterbacks records this year um, for throwing yards. I guarantee he will beat somebody's record, um, even though he played, what, five games, if that, four and a half, um, whatever it was. Um, Yeah, as a Cowboys fan, it breaks my heart to see this happen this year. However, at this point, I just say tank, 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 tank. Uh, We're going to get our asses killed on Sunday. We're going to lose 42 to three, like minimum. I mean, at uh, this point, I agree with you. I think you should tank and then try. And I think we need to also build. dump Cooper. I think we have so many okay. weapons All right. where you're we, not the only one. Okay. No, I, I think we need to dump Cooper or Gallup, one of the two, and get a trade pick out of it. 
and move up in the trade, get a couple first rounders this year because we need it. I was reading an article and they were saying that they sh- that the the Cowboys should unload Cooper, um, not unload Gallup, but unload Cooper because Cooper could definitely net you probably like a second and a third or a third and a fourth, um, and that the first place they should go is Green Bay because Green Bay needs a receiver, like Rodgers needs another receiver, yeah, and that the Packers have draft picks. Uh, the other place was um, was New England. New England has draft picks as well. Um, New England needs help, though, too. Like, yeah, I, I could see it. They do need speed. They have nothing at wide receiver right now. Uh, and they also have nothing at quarterback, too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, um, nada. But, yeah, so, no, I 100% agree with you. Um, and they, they – because when I, when I made that comment to Rich, Rich was flipping out at me and being like, well, you're just saying that you don't believe in your quarterback at that point. I was like, that, no, that's not true at all because you have CeeDee Lamb, who's the best rookie wide receiver I've seen in a while. You have Gallup. You still have Elliott. I, I don't buy into everyone's like, oh, my God, Elliott's breaking down. Your offensive line is crap. He has nowhere to go. You know, yeah. we have he can't run more than two yards because we have no one there to make a hole for him. Yeah. I mean, you also have injuries, too. So, I mean, that, that's part of the problem with the offensive weak offensive line. And you guys actually have a couple decent tight ends on your roster, too. So you have weapons. It's not like you guys are by by trading away Cooper, you're draft another wide receiver too like in like the fifth or sixth round if you really feel like you need another body but but we have three fully capable wide receivers most teams have zero or one at this point right like you know we could trade one away you still have Dak have weapons you just mentioned the tight ends Blake Jarwin's looking pretty damn good for what we got out of him mm-hmm. um we still have Gallup we still have um CD Lamb like I, I just don't see the issue here and then that way you get a draft pick. You build up your offensive line. Our defense needs, I think, even more help than our offense at this point. You know, you get safeties. I mean, the only the only bright side right now on the defense is um, uh, what's his name, Diggs. Um, uh, Tr- not Trayvon Diggs mm-hmm. looks amazing, but otherwise our defense is awful. We're giving up three points. And just to dig into Ritual a little bit, they sure. looked. They looked awful. His Eagles looked awful against the Cowboys, who only kicked field goals. Can I just say that real quick? Like, they looked like the trash flowing on their field looked better than the Eagles played. All right, so I am I am a staunch Carson Wentz defender. So you, you're going to have to forgive me here. The Eagles, like you, are completely injury-riddled. Now, I'm interested to see what they look like over the next couple games because um, – the hell's their running back's name? Their running back's coming back. I can't think of his name off my off the top of my it's head. It's not Sproles anymore. No, it's um. I know I can, who you're talking about. I can see it, but I can't think of his freaking name. Yep. Um, Richard screaming at the at his. Oh, he is. He's in right Texas now, right now. Yep. Like, how how dare you not know his last name? Um, is it Sanders? Is Sanders the the, the running back? Anyway, the running back's coming back. Um, they're they're supposed to get back uh, another wide receiver. Their line is supposedly going to start whittling its way back over time so i'll be interested to see what the because i think the eagles fully loaded like fully healthy is a good team um dude carson once got no help man he's got no help back there and again this all to me this all falls back on the eagles front office who i think doesn't want carson once i'm 100 percent believing that they drafted jalen hurts because they secretly wanted carson wentz to play like butthole this season so they have an excuse to trade him um because other i i still don't understand how you don't go to the cowboys or the falcons rather assume not the cowboys look at the falcons and say we'll give you our second round pick for your pick we'll give you old package second round pick and somebody else so we can trade up in front to get cd lamb because you guys weren't even going to take cd lamb no we took him because it was free we're like why would you pass this up Exactly, because I 100% believe Dallas was like, all right, so the Eagles are going to trade up and they're going to take CeeDee Lamb, so we're going to take a defensive player because that's what we need anyway. Right, that would have made sense. However, they had they saw the opportunity and they jumped on it because I the Eagles too. slept. It, I would have too. If I'm if I'm a rival and I know that CeeDee Lamb is the best offensive weapon in this draft, yeah, I'm going to take him away from you too. It's the same thing if you're doing fantasy football. If you see a player and you're like, ah, I kind of need a quarterback, but I need well, another wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, and 
and you've got DeAndre Hopkins just sitting there, you're like, yeah, screw it. I'm going to take DeAndre Hopkins. And there we go. I'm taking him away from everybody. And else. then you could trade him out after, you know, exactly. like <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I mean, yes, the Eagles do look like crap. I'm not going to, I'm not going <laughs> to, I can't justify the fact that they don't look like shit, but I think a lot of it, again, they're, they're playing, they're completely injured. It's the same thing as last season. I agree with you to a point. And then the point that I'm going to make is that I've seen it time and time again, where Wentz doesn't make smart football moves. hundred percent agree with you with that. He doesn't know how to throw the ball away. He fumbles when he should have just thrown the fucking ball away. If he threw the ball away, they would have had a million more first downs than these fumble returns or, you know, um, fourth and a mile. Like it's just stupid, stupid ideas that they're doing here. And I agree with you. Here's the funny thing about Eagles fans. Eagles fans specifically Richard throws the ball away. Why would you throw the ball away? But then when he holds on to it, they scream at him and say, throw the ball away. Like they're so inconsistent. It drives me nuts. Like I can't stand like going on Eagles Twitter makes your mind just like you just want to put your head in a blender because (laughs) they are so inconsistent. Carson Wentz can do no right. They have this love affair with Nick Foles. That is unlike anything I have ever seen. Yes. The dude sucks as a quarterback. Yes, he won you a Super Bowl. Congratulations! Like yes. you can look at him outside your stadium in the in the bronze statue. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Like Big Dick Nick is great. That's wonderful. He's he's like a freaking um, oh, what the hell do you call him? Um, can't think of the damn word. Uh, but he's like this this magical majestic creature. That everyone just buys into as, oh, well, they should have gotten rid of Carson Wentz and kept Nick Foles. Nick Foles only seems to be good in Philadelphia because everywhere else he goes, he's garbage. Mm -hmm. Like, he's garbage. He was garbage in in the Rams when he went to the Rams uh, years and years ago. Was he on the Bears? Garbage there? He's garbage now with the Bears. Yeah. He he throws interceptions like— I thought he got benched, didn't he? Uh, yeah, they're benching him now to bring back Mitch Trubisky. They yeah, benched Trubisky, brought in Foles because they needed Foles' leadership. And then all Foles does is throw it to the other team because apparently he's allergic to throwing it to his own team. And the same thing in Jacksonville. Jacksonville signs him to that long-term Oh, God, that was awful, year. yeah. And then they traded him away. Yep. Because Gardner Minshew was a better quarterback than Nick Foles. <laughs> but yes, Eagles fans, keep reminding me how Nick Foles is better than Carson Wentz. Because as a talent, as a talent... Nick Fol- uh, excuse me, Carson Wentz is a top five quarterback as a talent. He does make stupid errant throws. And the comments that he made last weekend after the game are indefensible. When they're like, dude, you got to stop turning the ball over. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to keep doing my thing, though. I'm going to keep making plays. No, no, stop doing your thing because your thing's not working against a real team. Exactly. Your thing's not working. Like, I understand you want to let your receivers go make plays, but make sure they're open before you throw the football. Don't throw it into triple coverage. Or don't hold on to the football all the time to try it. Like, don't Brett Favre it. Stop Brett Favreing the situation because you're not doing you or your team any good. I agree. I just, I look at him and I laugh and I say, you know what? I am glad that Dallas made the right choice and went with Prescott every time I see Wentz play. Because I'm like, man, I am so glad that they signed him for four years, five years, whatever the was we have four more years. So five years. So glad they signed a five-year deal with them because I know that the Cowboys are safe. Look, I am a, and it drives, I know it drives people nuts. I like Wentz. I also like Prescott. I like them for two completely different reasons. Like, I think talent wise, Wentz is the better quarterback. I think if, if we're going raw, pure, raw talent, Carson Wentz reminds me of Andrew Luck, which is why I think I like him so much. He's big, he's strong, he's fast, he can throw the football. I like Prescott because I think Prescott is a great leader. His leadership reminds me a lot of Brady. Like, I see a lot of Brady and Prescott. Um, I think he is a he is a better athlete, but he also reminds me of Alex Smith, like the way he plays. Because he broke his leg. Ouch. Ouch, bro. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, he no, I mean, I, I really do. Like, I think he's got he has the, the he has a similar athletic athletic ability to Alex Smith where Smith can r- scramble when he has to. But that's not his go to. Same thing with Dak. Dak can scramble when he has to. That's obviously not his go to. Um, they have similar arm strength. And Prescott is a game manager, but that's not a bad thing. Like I, everyone goes, oh, you're a game manager. That means you suck. No, game managers don't turn the ball over, which Prescott doesn't do. I think he's only had one season where he threw a shitload of interceptions. Outside of that, what does he average? Like eight, seven, yeah, if nine? That, yeah, yeah. Under he he's he's 
averages under double digits. So, you know, I, I do. I like Prescott. I like Prescott for the Cowboys, and I like Wentz for the Eagles. I think both teams drafted the right quarterbacks for their team. Yeah. That's my NFC East analysis. The Washington football team is crap, and uh, the Giants, well, the Giants are the Giants, and the Giants aren't going to be good for a long time. And Danny Dimes is not the answer in New York. So I just saw that they were trying to, to get a, another quarterback this year in the draft, and they're thinking it's not going to be Trevor. No, it's not going to be Trevor. Uh, it might be Justin Fields out of Ohio State. Um, yeah. But, no, it will not be Trevor. Trevor's going to the Jets unless Trevor chooses not to go um, go into the draft, which if I knew I was going to go to the Jets, I'd stay for a senior year too. Hell, I'd stay for – I'd go to grad school and stay an extra year. <laughs> I'd, I'd go through grad school and gouge out my eyes and then go to the Jets. Exactly. <sighs> That's funny. Um, yeah, no, the uh, – yeah. Trevor Lawrence is definitely I, I'm assuming the Jets are going to lose out. I, I, I think they're tanking, um, which is too bad because I also feel bad for Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold is not a bad quarterback. He just has nothing to throw to. And he has no offensive line. No, so he's, he's got the double whammy. He's got nothing. He literally has goose. He's ass. just out there getting killed. And the fact that Adam Gaze hasn't been fired is a joke. That I can't I don't understand how that is allowing to go on. I, I don't understand how he has a job. So, I wish I could do what he does and make his money and do nothing. Right. So who do you who do you think is going to make it to the Super Bowl? We're about midway through the season now. We're at week nine. So, yeah, we're like halfway through. Who do, who I'm do you curious like? as to see. So, obviously, things have changed since the last time we made this um, because now Brady has another weapon, being Antonio Brown. I'm curious. This will be the first week we see him. I want to see if he's got some rust on him. That is is kind of going to determine whether I think that the Pats go over the Chiefs for AFC. Or, um, I don't, I also look at the Steelers and I wonder if they can stay undefeated. Um, Not that it matters. I mean, if they can just go to the playoffs, it's fine too. So, because I slept on the Steelers this year. I did too. I didn't think the Steelers were going to be anything. I also slept on the Titans, but yeah. I don't know if the Titans are real or not. I just don't know if they uh, that's real. I don't know. The AFC is so tough, man. Uh, NFC, uh, it's not going to be the 49ers anymore. Um, bro, I, I don't even know. The NFC is tough because the Packers are the Packers are can't play with a deficit. They have like Aaron Rodgers has to go out and throw like three touchdown passes in the first half in order for the Packers to win. If the Packers get get down by more than a touchdown, the game's over because it's all on Aaron Rodgers at that point, and the defense knows it, and they just double cover everybody. Um, I'm, I'm going with Tampa to make the make the Super Bowl. Like, I'm all in on Tom Brady in, in Tampa Bay. So I think they're going to make the Super Bowl in the NFC at this point. I think, I think that they are, without question, the best team in the NFC right now. I also would say don't sleep on the Cardinals. Don't oh. sleep on the I because they're what four and two, they're five and two. I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to make the Super Bowl, but I think if and when they make the playoffs, they're going to be a tough out. Like they're going to be a really tough out because Kyler Murray is electric. Getting DeAndre Hopkins was the best thing the Cardinals could have done for him. Um, And then in the AFC, I think I think Pittsburgh is the best team in the AFC. Like they, I think they're the best coach team. I think they have the best defense in the AFC. And the Chiefs have been very. Yes, they have the opportunity. When if Pat Mahomes is on, Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. But their defense is so-so, and they lost. They've lost to stupid teams. Like yeah. they should not have lost to the Raiders a yeah. couple of weeks ago. Oh, that was an awful game too. Yeah, I mean, they just. They, to me, it's kind of like they're. I get it. They're in their minds. They're like, look, we're the best fucking team. We're the reigning Super Bowl champion. We're the best team in football. And they're kind of just their way. Get to the postseason and then they're going to turn it on. But we've also seen in the past where you've had teams that have gone up like they've been 14 and 0 or 15 and 1. And then they bench their starting roster the last couple weeks of the season. And then they go into the playoffs. And while they've been idling for all that time, they're never able to flip that switch when they need to and I feel like the Chiefs may get into a really bad habit of kind of just taking it easy and playing down to their opponents rather than actually 
falling like, out. I, I still don't feel like I've seen the best of the Chiefs yet. Whereas I know I've seen the best of Pittsburgh. So I'm 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 thinking it's going to be a Steelers Bucks Super Bowl right now, um, which would be awesome. Like I'd love to see I'd love to see Big Ben back in the Super Bowl, and it would be cool to watch Big Ben against Brady. Like I think that would be that would be a lot of fun. I I I like what you say, and I will if that's the. <sighs> I'm so torn because as a Cowboys fan, I'm like, do I really want the Steelers to get another ring and get one more than us? Or am I okay with six and six? You know, right now I'm okay with six and six. I, just, I don't know if I want them to win another Super Bowl. Um, but I'm ready to win another Super Bowl either, but I want them to say like, hey, I did it without Bill. Um, you know, obviously I'm the better quarterback than Bill as a coach. You know, I mean, it would be cool to see Tampa win in Tampa. That oh, that's true too. I keep forgetting about that. Yeah, they're playing in Tampa this year, so it would be cool to see a hometown Super Bowl go there. I mean, and mainly the other reason why I really want Tampa to go is because Rich has been shitting on Tom Brady and the Bucks all season. Like he he told me preseason, and he's still on this train. By the way, the Bucks won't make the playoffs. He told on the last podcast, didn't he say something about how if Tampa were to go to the playoffs, he would he would say that he was wrong and admit that Brady is an actual good quarterback. No, Did he, I, he said not hear that? only only if Brady holds up the Lombardi Trophy will he oh, admit that he was wrong. God. But understand though, they won't make the playoffs, but the Cleveland Browns will. So yeah, I still around. don't I still don't get that one. But anyway, that's about all I got. That's it, man. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, mic drop, right? Like whatever. Browns. We're going to end it there. We're not even going to go talk about that, Richo. All right, buddy. So that's going to do it for this week's edition of Drinks with Dan, brought to you by the Signland Network. As always, thank you, Chris, for joining me today. Uh, make sure to check out Chris. Make sure to check out Chris on his uh, Sports Talk Radio. Drops on Fridays. Um, he's also on the Richo and Lala show on Sunday or Mondays. And check out Richo's rant on Thursdays. Um, you got anything else, buddy? No, that's it, man. Thank you again for having me. This was fun. Anytime, man. Let's uh, let's uh, do this election again in two years. <laughs> Sounds good. Alrighty.